Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortions. In remembrance of the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, all this week, Andrew interviews Janet Porter, architect of the pro-life heartbeat bill and a courageous political ally in the fight for life. Here's the news. We've been talking about abortion. We've been marching about abortion. Uh, but here, I'm here to tell you, we're going to end it. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to a very special edition of our Gospel Truth broadcast. This week, we've got on my program Janet Porter, and this woman has been a force uh, of God in the political realm trying to end abortion. And I believe that we are going to see abortion ended in our lifetime. And a lot of it is due to this woman, Janet Porter. I'm going to be interviewing her, and I tell you, she's stronger than an acre of garlic. You will really enjoy this. And so we're going to uh, be continuing our interview with her. I encourage you to watch this. At the end of the program, we'll be giving you information about how you can get our product on Choose Life, which will include my interview with Janet, but also how you can get her product, her books, and go to her website. So watch this, and I'll be back at the end of the program. This is the 48th anniversary of Roe versus Wade that was decided in 1973. And every uh, year at this time, we have... Uh, programs about that. I tell you, this is something that is a, it's a shame that the body of Christ ever let this happen. In the past, we've had Melissa Oden on here, uh, who survived an abortion. Kristen Hawkins, who is the head of Students for Life. Uh, Marjorie Dannenfelter, who is the head of Susan B. Anthony. And Eileen Smith, whose daughter was uh, killed uh, having an abortion. And Carrie Fisher, another lady who survived. And this week, we've got a really special guest on, uh, Janet Porter. And I just met her in um, August of this last year at the National uh, Association of Christian Lawyers. We're both on the board of directors for that. And so what a blessing she was. And we're going to be interviewing her. But let me real quickly just say that we've got all of these previous interviews that we did on our program on this little um, USB here. And we're going to be adding um, Janet's interview this week to this. And so this will be our product. And I tell you, this is powerful. We've got some great things. We've also got Minka Disbrow on there. And this is a lady who that when she was, I forget the exact age, but she was in her 90s. She finally reconnected with a daughter that she would have aborted if they would have had abortion back in those days. But uh, she uh, gave her up for adoption. And when she was 90-something years old, her and her daughter reconnected, and we've got an interview with her on there, and it is really, really good. So this is Janet Porter, and Janet, I, I'm not real good at introductions, but let me just go through some things here, because it's amazing what you have done. God has used you in a special way, but she is the one who is the architect of the uh, pro-life heartbeat bill that is now in what, 29 states? It's been introduced in 29, it's passed in 10. So Praise far. God. And that's just awesome. She's um, she's written a number of books and even a, a film here. I haven't seen this film, but I was reading your biography. That's awesome. And you did this with David Barden? Uh, he's in it. Uh, we interviewed 100 leaders from around the country, and uh, it was Making the Case for Marriage. It's an update of a book I wrote called The Criminalization of Christianity. This one's called Light Winds, because no matter how dark it is, we have to remember light winds. Uh, and that's, uh, that's what that is about. It's about marriage 
and our freedom. And I tell you, if you haven't heard Janet before, you need to stay tuned this week because this is one. This woman is full of faith. She is just amazing. I've read a hundred pages out of this book. I should have read the whole thing. It's an excellent book, but I'm just, uh, I don't know. I feel guilty about reading anything but the Bible. But this is awesome. And I tell you what, she is, uh, she, she pushes through and inspires me. It's really good. Anyway, there's so many other things. You've written six books. Uh, also, I was going to say David Barton is a part. He's on our board of directors for our uh, Truth and Liberty Coalition, and he also started our third year practical government school in our Bible college. So Great. He's, he's been on here a number of times. Uh, the National Director for the Center of Reclaiming America, founded by D.J. Kennedy. You were with that from what? 97 through 2002, mm -hmm. uh, legislative director of the Ohio Right to Life. You wrote a lot about that in the first hundred pages of this, and that, that was awesome. Thank you. And then uh, this really blessed me. You've debated Jack Kevorkian and the Planned Parenthood leaders and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. A lot awesome. of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, you got an honorary doctorate degree, uh, and then you did this... Uh, Values voter presidential debate. I read about that in your book. That was awesome. You had Huckabee and other people on there. So God has used you in some special ways. And we want to talk about all the things that God has used you for, talk about uh, where we stand and where we're going and overcoming abortion. But people need to know a little bit of your backstory about this because you said that you were kind of an introvert and you were one of the least likely candidates to be doing what you're doing. So yeah. how did God get hold of you? Well, it was actually, I was in the 10th grade uh, and there were speakers that came from the abortion side and from the right to life side. And once they put the picture of the babies in the garbage can, I looked at that as a 10th grader and I said, there is no way to word your way around that. You can't talk, you can't give me a slogan. You can't give me anything that makes that okay. And, uh, and I had to- was 10th grade. 10th grade. And they, was this public school? Public school. Went really? to the government school and they-, and they where was that? Uh, in Brexville, in a uh, uh, suburb of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. and, so, uh, and so I had to make a decision. Which was more significant? The fact that there were 4,000 babies that were alive today that at the end of the day would be dead from abortion legally, uh, or the fact that I'm afraid to tell anybody about it. And my fear of public speaking lost that contest. And I went through speaker's training uh, to give you an idea. I dragged my mom, we went to the speaker's training and, and there was one year where I was the, the keynote at the uh, Memorial for the Unborn in Cleveland. It had 2,200 people, it was a big deal. Normally they had the Dr. Wilkies and they had the Henry Hydes to come speak, but I don't know, they ran out of money one year and I, I was the speaker. <laughs> and uh, the MC pulled me aside and she said, she said it this way. She said, I went through speaker's training with you and I have to tell you, I'm really surprised you ended up being our spokesperson. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, what do you say to that? Th thank you. But it's true. Because that was God, a backhanded that, compliment. Yeah, it was. But you know what? God can use anybody. That's the key. It's not about our gifts. It's not about our abilities. It's about His ability. Uh, you know, I've heard it said, the only ability you need to serve God is availability. Uh, it's all about Him. So this was 10th grade. Did you start immediately, start speaking against abortion? Or? Well, I ended up uh, uh, connecting with people who were pro-life and uh, ended up helping to start a, a pro-life group on the at university at Cleveland State. Um, ended up being president of that group. Um, and then they uh, recruited me to be legislative director of Ohio Right to Life for nearly a decade. Uh, and then uh, worked with Dr. Kennedy, as you said. So I've been in the movement my whole life. Um, but here's the news. We've been talking about abortion. We've been marching about abortion. Uh, but here, I'm here to tell you, we're going to end it. We will Amen. end abortion. Amen. And, you know, I've been saying that for a long time, uh, but people are now believing me because when, when God put the idea in my heart for the heartbeat bill, 
um, they, they said it was impossible. It couldn't be done. Um, but I'm here to say that what was once impossible is now inevitable. You know, as you mentioned, it's been introduced in 29 states, but here's where it's passed. Arkansas, North Dakota, Iowa, in Mississippi, Kentucky, Georgia, Missouri, Louisiana, Tennessee, and Ohio, where it all began. These are arrows, finely crafted arrows that are right now being launched through the court system to deliver the fatal blow to the heart of Roe versus Wade. So as we see this memorial and as people are lamenting what has happened in the more than 60 million dead children, I'm here to say we are going to end it. And, and what God did is he's given us the, 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 the same indicator that we use for everybody else. You know, if a heartbeat indicates life, it's the universally recognized indicator of life. And, you know, everyone gets it. It's, it's as our mutual friend Jason Rayford said, the senator mm -hmm. in Arkansas that helped to pass the first one there, he said, if there's a heartbeat, there's life. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. So we drafted a bill that simply said, if a heartbeat's detected, the baby's protected. That's the bill. And you know, you know all of these people that we've had on, but Melissa Oden, Kristen Hawkins, Marjorie Dannenfelser, all of these people have said on our program that at one time they were fighting against abortion, but it looked like it might be in maybe their children's lifetime. But every one of them said that, man, the momentum now is that we are going to see this happen. Soon. There's no question. There's no doubt about it. Um, it. All it takes is a count to five on the Supreme Court. The votes are there. Um, and Melissa Oden, I'll tell you a story about Melissa Oden. We brought her in to testify. I was in the House committee. And as you know, she was, she survived an abortion. And uh, she was there with her little girl. She was three years old or so at the time. Uh, and I was holding her on my lap while she was testifying. And she was making the case that when you kill me, you kill the generations that follow me, my daughter and her, her children and, and, the, and the generations that follow. And I, I looked at the little girl, I said, do you wanna go be with your mommy? And she looked at me like, can I? And I just let her go. And she, she, she walked up to the podium where she's giving her testimony, picked her up at that moment so that everyone could see the wow. visual of what we're talking about. One life is, 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 is really one that will bring generations of children to follow, of, 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 you know. So you were there and saw this. How did this affect all of the liberals that are promoting abortion? Um, honestly, I, I was astounded that they were, uh, I mean, you know, they, they talk about women's rights. And, and it's almost as though they were, they were there saying, not even almost, that, that, that they were sorry she made it out alive. It was really, it was so callous and so cold. And that's what we saw when we brought in, uh, my favorite part is we brought in the youngest to ever testify. We build this, the youngest to ever testify in the state house and then in Congress, we brought in an unborn baby. Uh, and we did it by ultrasound. We had a mobile ultrasound. We hooked it up there in the committee room. We put it up on the screen and there you could see the baby's heart beating. You could see it, they could zoom in on it, you know, they make it red and, and the, the probe boards hated it. Oh my goodness, they were going nuts. You know, Janet and her gimmicks and her stunts and her antics and, and they put the camera on my face. I said, isn't it sad that to defend your position, you've got to deny science. You've got to, you've got to run from technology. That's a sad place to be. So explain to our viewers that, you know, back when Roe versus Wade was passed, you would know the exact terminology, but they even have something in that thing that if you could prove that life begins at conception, Roe versus Wade is null and void. Yes. So they didn't have the science. Now we do. And yet they're still denying it. Yes. They're still denying it, but it's it's there and it's it's there's no denying it any longer. In fact, this is what what we found. I, I've been in this movement a long time, helped to pass the, the nation's first ban on partial birth abortion. We passed parental consent and the woman's right to know and 24 hours and fetal homicide, all these bills. But you know, at the end of the day, we still kill a million children a year, more than a million children a year legally. You can even call that a lot of things, but you can't call a movement that has a million casualties a year a success. 
And so we had to do, to do something different. If you want different results, you've got, to, you've got to try a different approach. And that's where the heartbeat bill was birthed. It is the wedge in the wall of Roe versus Wade. It is, I believe, the, the, uh, 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 the, the it, let's just put it this way. It's a, it's a compromise. It's, a, it's an incremental bill, but it's a great big increment, mm -hmm. all right? I want to protect mm -hmm. them from conception. We all do. So far, and when we, we introduced this bill to begin with, that had never passed anywhere. Um, and so, all right, you want an incremental bill? We'll give you an incremental bill. We'll use that indicator that science has given us um, and, and use heartbeat. And, and what we found is that we actually are inches away from our goal instead of miles away at viability yeah. where we are right now. So we did a poll and we found out, George Barna, very respected pollster, found out that seven out of 10 in America believe if a doctor can detect the heartbeat of an unborn baby, that baby should be legally protected. 86% of Republicans, but here's the, sh here's the shocker, 55% of Democrats believe the heartbeat bill should become law. And that's where we saw the breakthrough. All right, y'all don't want, you, you know, the pro-aborts want to kill them till birth. We want to protect them from conception, but we can at least all agree that once that baby has a beating heart, we can protect it then. Mm -hmm. And what we showed is that how cold and heartless they were in, the, in these committee rooms when this baby's heart is beating. Just the committee hearing, by the way, saved a life. I talked to a woman who was one of the staffers. She said a friend of hers asked her to drive her to the abortion mill. She said, I, I couldn't do it. I found out about this baby's mm. heartbeat. Praise it's like putting a billboard across the state that says abortion stops a beating heart. But instead of that, with the heartbeat bill, instead of abortion stopping a beating heart, a beating heart will stop abortion. And what we saw in Congress, we brought in uh, little baby Lincoln. He was 18 weeks in the womb. This little baby was there and, and you know how the protesters come in the congressional hearings. You know, they're there and they're disruptive and they're, you know, they're, 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 they, they kind of, you know, try to cause a commotion. But when they put little baby Lincoln up on the screen, as Congressman Steve King was, not, was, was describing, there's his heart, you can see him move, the room was silent. And here's what he saw, that even the disruptor, the people who were there protesting us, were seen wiping tears from their eyes. One woman wiping tears from both their eyes. And that's when I realized, that this baby's heartbeat can reach even the hardest of hearts, it can reach America. And that's what it's doing. And that's why we're seeing the movement. Take, so one take of the off. things I've heard you say is that you didn't only get opposition from the Democrats and the pro-abortion, but you had the pro-life movement fighting against this, thinking it was too ambitious. And so some of your strongest opposition was from pro-life people. I wouldn't have believed it. Um, I, and, and as I know, I was a part of that incremental movement. I, I was legislative director of Ohio Right to Life for nearly a decade. And uh, when we, the idea first came to me, it was my former boss uh, who was one of those people who was you know, very much an incrementalist. We can only move a millimeter down the field. But as Dr. Wilkie, the founder of the pro-life movement, co-founder of National Right to Life said, that, that approach didn't get us far enough fast enough. Here we are, 48 years later, we're still killing a million children a year. And, and so I went to them and I said, we'll support your incremental bills. I mean, any bill that protects anybody, we're for, right? We're for the, uh, the personhood amendments, we're for everything. But, but we believe this is the approach that's gonna be what brings Roe versus Wade crashing to the ground. I said, would you support our heartbeat bill? And at this wake, and here I was at the funeral of this man who said, oh, the incremental is the only way to go. And uh, I just realized here he was. His whole life he worked to end abortion, never got to see it. And something hit me. I'm telling you, I'm not a touchy-feely, but I'm telling you, something hit me that we need to do this and we need to do it now. And I walked over, at the wake, I walked over to the president of Ohio Right to Life and I said, we're looking to do a bill like this. Just, it, 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 and, and he said, would you support a heartbeat bill? He said at the time, yes. And so I included him in on some of the conference calls and some of the emails and, and come to find out that as I was saying, you know, trying to encourage the troops, we have three co-sponsors, everybody, isn't that great? We're up to eight and here's, we just got Congress, we just got Legislator Smith, you know? And he was peeling them off as I was putting them on. Mm. 
And uh, then he came and testified right next to Planned Parenthood and NARAL to kill children against the most protective bill that's ever been passed in the state house. Um, and then here's, here's the kicker. When we finally got the bill through the, we, we, had, we had the votes in the house. We put every, every bill, everybody that now they peeled off on the state in, at the state level when we first introduced it in Ohio, we needed 50 out of the 99 members mm -hmm. to, to, to get this bill through. And I wanted 50 out of the 99 to be co-sponsors so that there could be no one who could say, oh, there's not the votes, we can't bring it. I wanted their names to be on top. And at the, at the 11th hour, we, we got it, we got it in. We got 50 names. And he knew he, got, he lost the support in the House. We, we got it through the House. And then he put all his effort in the Senate. And then when we finally, you know, after years of trying, finally got it through the Senate, he went to John Kasich, our governor, and he asked him to veto the most protective pro-life bill. Was a this, pro -life. Is, this is the Ohio Right to Life Society. And, and, and honestly, you look and you question, you know, why? And it became a turf battle. It wasn't their idea. Uh, you know, there's some people that use babies to, uh, to win elections. And there's some people that, 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 you know, win elections to save babies. And they, 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 for whatever reason, called for a veto, not once, but twice. And John Kasich, a Republican, who spoke at the Democratic convention, by the way, yeah. vetoed the bill twice. Um, so it's been an uphill battle. But I'll, I'll tell you what, what, what it is, is, is just don't give up. I'll tell you my, my favorite story is when we were uh, on, the, on the precipice of, of, of getting this bill through, it was 2018. This was uh, the, the eighth year of fighting for this bill. We had already passed it once, it had already been vetoed once. And so we knew we had to overcome the governor's veto. And so we needed to overcome the veto, we needed to get 60 votes, not 50, which has never been done. So I remember we had lost, uh, several of our co-sponsors had been appointed to other people. We were 15 votes down, Andrew, 15, 15 votes, and we, we had to get it in a day. All right, mm. so I you remember- had to come up with 15, 15 votes we never day. had before in one day because the votes the next day. It was, it was absolutely impossible. You know, this is one of the things that I love about you, Janet, is that, man, you just are tenacious. Most well, people would just say, what's the use? Oh, we tried. In fact, the, the, one of the legislators, a sponsor called me up and said, Janet, you know, they promised us to vote after the election, but, but you know, we're gonna get a new, new governor next January. Let's just wait till then. I said, no, you've been promised to vote, we get the vote. Amen. And you don't take an opportunity, you don't lose an opportunity. If you have a chance to save lives, you take it, right? You know, I'd hate to be on the wrong side of you. <laughs> well, there are a lot of people who, uh, who didn't like it very much, but, uh, but, but here's the deal. Um, they made my life miserable for, for many years, but I'll tell you this, it's, it's all about trusting God. And persistence is what wins the game. That's, mm -hmm. that's what it is. And so, uh, so, all right, we're 15 votes down. I told somebody on the phone on the way down, I'm making my two and a half hour drive to Columbus, Ohio. And I said, this is going to take an act of God. And a friend of mine on the other line says, well, isn't, isn't that what we're counting on? Isn't that what, you know, isn't this what this is all about? And so I learned a tactic from my friend, Tom DeLay, the former majority mm -hmm. leader in, in, in uh, Congress uh, who helped us at the federal heartbeat bill. And uh, he said, turn the members into whips. So I made a list, a whip list, all right, of all the member, all the votes we needed. And I'd say, you know, uh, uh, Representative, you know, Smith, can you can you try to get these two? Uh, you're in committee with these three. Can you try these? And I, I asked them to. I was, you know, everybody loves to come on the day of the vote, but nobody likes to do the work, all right. So I was actually lobbying by myself to try and get 15 votes we never had. It was completely impossible. We go down there, and uh, so the next day comes, our votes at one o'clock. We're still two or three votes short, which is pretty amazing in itself to be within a handful mm -hmm. of votes. And uh, I meet with a Democrat, a African-American statesman. He is a Democrat by the name of Bill Patman. And I met with him, he's the only Democrat vote we had. I said, if we're gonna get, if we're gonna get this, we're gonna need another Democrat. I said, I don't know how we're gonna get him. We tag team a guy, couldn't get him. I said, all right, there's one other guy, his name is Glenn Holmes. 
I said, here's his concerns. I highlighted in the bill. I said, see if you can get, we got less than an hour. See if you can get to him. If you do, text me. And so, all right, so, so he, he was going to try. And, and uh, meanwhile, the session's starting. Uh, they're coming out of the woodwork, though. I mean, it's, 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 it's no longer um, where are they on the issue. They are actually wearing T-shirts that say pro-abort witch. They've got, they've got earrings that, that are pentagrams the size of saucers. Really? All right? And they all got their phones on me. Oh, it's a lot of fun. And so I'm there now, by myself. The, were these the representatives? No, these are, these are the, the activists that are coming, but uh -huh. they all have, they, they're wearing pink and they're, you know, doing their deal. Um, we have little gift bags with chocolates, heart chocolates in them saying, you know, uh, heartfelt thanks and have a heart. It's got the talking points all in mm -hmm. color and we're there handing them out. And, and, uh, and so a session begins. I go up to my seat that's saved. I go up to the balcony and, uh, and, it, and it starts. I get a text from, from our Democrat, Bill Patman, and it says, done. Oh my goodness, we got a shot. We actually might get our 60 supermajority to override the veto votes. This just never happened. And, uh, and so right then, the Democrats call for a, a caucus. So I, I still am maybe one or two votes short. I, I'm going downstairs and I'm looking in, I'm kind of short. I'm looking in the, in the window, I'm like standing on my tiptoes trying to see if there's anybody else I could get, any other votes we could get. And Bill Patman comes up to me, he says, yeah, you're gonna strain your, strain your, your, your legs standing on your tiptoes so long. I, I, just, I just hugged him. And he says, you know what's happening right now, don't you? He says, the Democrats called a caucus. They broke in the middle of the session to surround him and threaten him and to, you know, to, 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 that he dare not cast a pro-life vote. And I said, is he going to hold firm? He says, I don't know. And so we held hands outside the chamber and we prayed that day and, and uh, session goes back and it goes back and forth for hours. And, uh, and, and I had been told not to take pictures in the gallery. I had enough. I, I, I was told not to. But my intern was not told that. So I told my intern, Josh Halavity, I said, Josh, get a picture of that board. When the votes are cast, you get a picture of that board. And he goes, got it. And he takes the picture. And so if the vote is cast, I need 60 votes, 60 votes to override the veto. And the vote comes down and it's 58-35. Mm. And it wasn't one of those, well, we tried. It was something's not right. Something in me said, this is not right. And we go downstairs and I'm looking at the phone to see who we missed and who was gone. And, and, uh, and meanwhile, 10 minutes go by and Glenn Holmes, the Democrat that, that our, our champion uh, talked to, went forward even after the vote and cast a yes vote. So it is now 59-35. We so are one vote away. Vote? He changed his vote. And so we are one vote away. And I look and I say, wait a minute. If, it's, if it, they vote no, it's red. If they vote green, it's, it's yes. And, uh, and so there's one in orange. There's, a, there's one in orange that's named Marilyn Slaby. I said, why is her name in orange? They said, well, you know, maybe she, maybe, she, uh, uh, maybe she left. I said, no, I saw her. I gave her a gift bag with our chocolates in it. And they said, maybe they, they flipped her. I said, no, not this one. She was a co-sponsor. Her husband was a co-sponsor when he held the seat before her. And they said, she left. And we had one guy, uh, uh, Nino Vitale, this man said, uh, I'll, I'll self-identify as a female and look for her in the ladies' room. And we didn't do that. But uh, I did get a text. I did get a, a, one of the reps on the floor gave me a cell phone of the rep. And it, or the husband's name is Lynn. The, the, and the, uh, the wife's name is Marilyn Slavey. That's the vote we need to get. And I called him up. I said, Lynn, we have less than three votes on the, on the, on the roster, three or four. We have less than an hour to get her back. She's the swing vote. He said, it's impossible. We are two hours away for a mandatory meeting that we can't miss. There's no way, it's a four hour round trip. There's no way we can do it. And something in me, I'm telling you something in me, so the, and part of it is the, the, that I'm an Ohioan. And the motto of the state of Ohio is with God, all things are possible. Amen. We know it's true because Jesus was the one that said it, Absolutely. right? And if we believe it, if, if we really believe that's gonna change how we act. So I said to him that day, I said, can you pull off the street? Can, can you pull off the highway? Because I'm on my way to get her right now. 
So I grabbed my coat. I, I ran two blocks to my car. It's now snowing. It's like a blizzard outside. I, I get to my car. I, I realize I don't have my keys. I'm like, oh my goodness. And a guy walks up to me, very calm. I'm out of breath, you know, but he, he says, here, you drop these in the crosswalk two blocks back. Wow. So I get my keys. So I'm like either a marathon runner or an angel. Um, and so I get in my car, I drive north. And I remember my buddy, uh, Josh, who's an intern, his mom used to be an intern for me when she worked at, when I was working at Right to Life. I said, she used to give these reports for Wayne Holmes County Right to Life. I said, hey, that's where this, our swing vote is waiting in, in Holmes County. I said, can you call your mom, see if she'll pick her up? And so she drives south while I drive north. My husband calls me, he says, what are you doing? I said, I'm driving like a maniac through a blizzard to get our swing vote. And we get there and it's impossible. And there's no way this can happen because there's no way they can stall. And so I tell as I, before I run off to my car, I tell one group, I said, you guys pray. And another group, I said, you get them, you tell them, you tell our sponsor, you tell them to stall until we get back. I mean, I don't know if they have to Mr. Smith it and read from the phone book, but we need, we need time. So we're driving, we get back, I bring the swing vote back. I get a call from our sponsor on the way back. He says, you can slow down. He says, we talked to the speaker. There's a parliamentary procedure that says that if you have, um, if you have two members, that you can, you can actually just, you can, you can call for a recess, not an adjournment, and two members can bring it back and then close the session. Two members, our sponsor and the lady in my car. And we get to the session, we, we run to the chamber, we, we, it was like some kind of movie where our sponsor holds the gavel, House Bill 258 for third consideration, pounds the gavel, and our sponsor is, our, our, our swing vote is still in her coat, signs the yes vote. I just collapsed to my knees and started sobbing that God is the God of the impossible. That's this amazing. Is, this is who we serve. That is amazing. It was, it was, the news reports had already said it, 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 it failed. We don't have the, the votes to override a veto. We have the votes in the Senate. And we lost by one vote because one guy flipped. The governor got this guy, Bill Beagle, to flip. Um, but four months later, we had a bill that protected 20,000 babies, a much stronger bill instead of a handful, instead of, 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 of just a few thousand babies. We protected 20,000 every year. That's so awesome. That's, that's, how, that's how you see the impossible is you just don't give up. Amen. And you trust that God's going to deliver it. Amen. Man, that was powerful today. I tell you, Janet inspires me. This woman is strong. And I believe that she's inspired you. I would like to encourage you to please get this product on Choose Life. Also, you can go to Janet's website. She's written books. She's got plays. She's in the process of producing a sitcom. She's just using everything she can to get the message out. And so listen to our announcer as he gives you some information. You will be blessed. Today, you saw a portion of Andrew's interview with Janet Porter. To find out more about Janet, her ministry, or her new book titled A Heartbeat Away, go to faith2action.org. This week's interview with Janet Porter is available on a special Choose Life USB flash drive. Also included on this flash drive, you'll find many more interviews and testimonies relating to abortion. This Choose Life USB flash drive will be accompanied by the Observing All Things booklet that contains many statistics and scriptures with regard to abortion and other social issues. You can get these valuable resources for a gift of any amount when you contact us. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. 
While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Our helpline is open 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I would like to encourage you to check out our social media, all of these different platforms. We've got a lot of good news to share, so check it out, our social media for Andrew Womack Ministries.